0: You're listening to the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast with me, Alexia Leachman. Let me help you to take the fear out of pregnancy, birth and beyond with a mix of real life stories and experts sharing their wisdom. I'll also be sharing psychology insights to help you to cultivate a fearless mindset. Be inspired and be empowered with Fear Free Childbirth. And now it's time for the show. Hello and welcome back to the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast. My name is Alexia Leachman and thank you so much for joining me today. So here we are, the Fear-Free Childbirth podcast is back after a long break. So I want to talk about today where I've been and why I've brought the podcast back, but also what you can look forward to on this new season of the podcast. And then I'm going to dive into this week's topic, which is how do we have a fear-free childbirth? I thought it'd be really good to start back from the top and really just dive back into the main topic of this podcast, which is fear and birth and pregnancy. So some of the questions I'm going to be diving into today are, well, how can we have a fear-free childbirth? And what does that look like? But also, what about fear? What is fear when it comes to birth? What are typical birth fears? And also, when is a good time to address your fears? If you're scared of pregnancy or scared of birth, When should you look to do, you know, address all of that and conquer it? Should you wait until you're pregnant? Or is it a good idea to start thinking about this well in advance? So these are some of the questions I'm going to answer as part of today's episode. But first I want to update you on where I've been, why I stopped and why I've come back and also what you can look forward to on this new season of the Fear Free Childbirth podcast. So where have I been? Well, I think I put the podcast on hold just as COVID was hitting and we were going into lockdown. Now, um for many of us that proved to be a very difficult period for goodness knows how many reasons. I mean, the world changed, didn't it? And none of us saw that coming. But this happened to coincide with me and my family leaving the UK and trying out living in France. So we were wrestling with living in this very small rental accommodation. Suddenly, oh, the kids weren't at school. And i had to homeschool them in French, which was a huge learning curve for me at the time. I had no office. There was no decent internet. And suddenly the whole family were living in this, this tiny little house. And, and I had nowhere to do any work. And I was wrestling with moving to a new country and dealing with something that a lot of parents were facing at the time, which is homeschooling kids, which I'm not a teacher. So this did not come easy to me. And also I was doing it in French. So also not, I mean, I, I speak French, I'm bilingual, but this was a massive, massive challenge for me. Um, and we didn't know anybody. We had no support. We had nobody around us that we knew because we just left the country. So so in in the, in all of that, I simply could not carry on doing what I was doing at the level that I was doing it. And I just had to put everything on pause and then the next few years were just a real real drama and challenge as we were moving around the country trying to find you know are we going to live in France are we going to do this are we going to go back to the UK what are we doing and it was really hard and I hit some real moments where things were very very difficult for me and um, I was questioning a lot of my work I was changing my direction I was I was just sort of being tumbled around in um, in trying to pursue a life dream that we'd always had as a family which was to move to the mediterranean and and live a life that we'd always dreamed of but let me tell you for free dream pursuing your dreams is not always easy but we stuck to it and here i am sitting now in our new home in the south of france living the dream that i that we worked so hard to to get to get to to experience but that journey has been it's been challenging for, to say the least. But now I've got my feet firmly back under my desk. I have an internet connection that I can rely on. I have a desk and an office. Um, and and things are a little bit more normal now. Although I dare say the world out there has changed beyond recognition um, from the time when I was doing this podcast regularly. And so um this is part of the reason really that I want to bring the podcast back, is because. You know, I think when it comes to women facing pregnancy, women facing birth now, things have changed and moved on quite significantly. There are a whole new load of things that are present that are adding to the fear factor that that, that I really want to be part of that conversation and support women with. And so my intuition called about six weeks ago, two months ago, went, Lex, you really need to bring that podcast back. And I was like, what? I've parked it. What are you talking about? What? I've I've moved on from that. But um, one thing I've learned is never to ignore my intuition. At least that's what I've learned over the last three years is that my intuition has my best interests at heart and I better listen to it because it's when I've ignored it that I've driven myself into a ditch. And when it's spoken to me and I've listened and acted on it, that actually it was right. It was, it was always the right thing to do. So, so I'm trusting my intuition this time around. And when it told me you're bringing back the Fear Free Childbirth podcast, I was like, gulp, okay. All right, then let's do this. So here I am bringing back the Fear Free Childbirth show. So that that's why I'm back now. So what I want to just dive into now is what you can look forward to on this new season of the podcast. As we all have, I've grown as a person, I've had new experiences. And my perspectives have shifted on a number of things, and um, and so things move on, things evolve, and so that includes the way that I want to do this podcast. So I just want to share that with you, so that you can come on that journey with me, and um, and so that you know what to expect when you you think, oh, hang on, is she, is she is it going to be like before? Well, yes, it is going to be like before because there's a lot of what I did before that was brilliant and worked so well. Um, and I'm not saying that because I'm, I think I'm so great, but because I get all these amazing emails from listeners telling me how much the podcast has helped them. And I, I'm so grateful for everybody that has been emailing me over the years, letting me know how it's helped them on their journey. And so I'm going to double down on the stuff that I know has been re- working really well you know, things that you love. I'm going to be doing more of that. So there's going to be more expert interviews and I want to cover new topics, you know, things I haven't covered before um, or new angles on previously covered topics because I'm hungry for information. I'm hungry to learn new things and I want to bring you on that journey with me so that we can share in this together. So if there are any interesting new things that you've come across that can help others on this journey to motherhood then do let me know because, you know, I'm. we're all in this together, right? And so let's share in that journey. And I and, and think the first thing I want to say is, is recognition, really, that even though this show is all about helping you to take the fear out of pregnancy and birth, actually what what we do when we address our fears and conquer our fears is it doesn't just set us up for birth. It sets us up for life as mothers, as women. And that's one thing that really has, um, well, brought many tears to my eyes, actually. When I first announced that I was bringing the podcast back, in my Facebook group um, for the podcast, the Fear Free Childbirth Facebook group, do come and join the Facebook group if you're still on Facebook. I realised that, you know, the social media landscape has changed quite a bit and a lot of people are abandoning Facebook. But there is a Facebook group there for listeners, so do come and join us. But when I went back in and said, hey, I'm thinking about bringing the podcast back, oh my goodness, I was overwhelmed with these stories that women were sharing about how they address their fears to prepare for birth and how doing so enabled them to really pursue a life beyond the birth, you know, as mothers, pursuing things that were really meaningful to them, that felt like calling. You know, they, they had the confidence to leave the job and set up their own practice or their own business. They rediscovered um, something that they really wanted to do, and they they had the courage to do that. And so this fearlessness that we can work hard to to cultivate. As we help to prepare ourselves for this big epic moment, which is childbirth, let's not pretend that that's the only thing that we're doing here. What we're actually doing is getting rid of our fears for life. You know, when you when you conquer your fear, and then you are able to have this incredible birth experience that is so empowering, that just helps you to activate that inner power and confidence in yourself. That stays with you. You bring that as into your life as a mother. You bring that into your life beyond birth into motherhood and so I want to carry on this conversation into the motherhood experience because we'll we become mothers and then we have another baby you know that this is a cycle that we go through so yeah this I want to expand that conversation to really talk about some of the things that we do experience as mothers, you know, the anxiety doesn't necessarily go away. We have new fears as a mother. We have, you know, there's the postpartum period where you might have breastfeeding fears. And then the parenting really kicks in where you've got to start disciplining your children or or not, whatever your decision might be. And, um, and being judged in the playground when you're dropping off the kids by the other mothers, uh, you know, how you're raising your children, all of this carries with it, anxiety and fear at every level. And so this is what I want to talk about. This is what I really want to um, spend time having really juicy conversations about, really exploring the motherhood aspect that goes beyond birth. But, you know, the birth really focuses the mind, doesn't it? When you when you are making that, that transition from someone who isn't a mother to a mother, and that, that birth moment is almost like the gateway, it's the portal that you go through, and then what's waiting for you on the other side this is what i this is what fascinates me listening to these stories of how birth has transformed women uh, of, of how they're changing their life as a result of what they learned about themselves in in preparing for birth this is what i think we can all learn from whether or not we've given birth yet or not there's something in this for all of us to gain from so I want to go deeper into this mental and emotional health conversation, you know, more meaty conversations about the healing journey. You know, how do we heal from our anxieties and our fears? How do we set ourselves up for success in terms of a great birth experience, being the mother that we want to be for our children, the role model that we want to be for them, but also acknowledging the desires and the needs that we have as individuals, as women, so that we're not sacrificing our sense of self, our sense of identity, that we can have it all. You know, one thing that I've done a lot since since parking my birth work was working a lot with women outside of birth. And I've worked a lot with business women and business leaders. And how some of those who are mothers who are wrestling, you know, young kids with being a CEO or launching our own business and having the children at home and trying to balance all of that. And how do you, where do you put the boundaries in? How do you put yourself first when there's somebody else that needs putting first to you? How do you not forget who you are? How do you create balance and and, and honour your own needs throughout all of this journey? Because that is very important. You know, how can, your kids will look to you for inspiration and as a role model. And if you're not Honoring yourself, then what are you teaching them? These are these are really important things. I think we need to be talking about. So so how do we assume? How do we activate this inner power in ourselves? How do we heal in in such a deeply profound way that we benefit, that our family benefits, that our kids benefit, that we're setting you know we're setting up them for happiness and fulfillment, so that they are able to live rich enriched lives and be happy people and humans that can that can support life for all of us here so um the self-healing journey is something that i really want to dive more into my journey was very much about self-healing i did all of my fear clearance work myself this is what i help my clients to do i i share my tools, my resources with them to help them to take ownership of that healing journey, so that they are in control of their own mental and emotional health health, because that really does put you that that that's the kind of thing that activates your inner power. That's the kind of thing that really puts you in the driving seat. So that you're able to take full responsibility for your life and for others in a really meaningful way. So, um, yeah, I'm going to talk a lot more about healing, a lot more about self-healing and things that you can use to help you on this journey. I want to talk to the professionals that help others to heal. There are some incredible modalities and approaches out there that we can be using to help us on our healing journey. So I want to talk more about those. What works for different people because we all respond differently. We all have different, you know, different things work for different people. There are certain tools and techniques that work really well for some and, and not well on others, and and so we all have our personal preferences. So so it's really about inviting that conversation with different who from people who got different experiences, so that we can learn from each other, and and throughout all of this, I've been. You know one thing i'm really passionate about is, is the self-healing journey and helping other people to really take responsibility for that so even though i've not been doing my birth work, i've been creating loads of self-healing resources things that you can use to help you on your healing journey and that's whether or not you're healing your fears and anxieties around pregnancy and birth or anything else that you've got going on whether it's any triggers or traumas your anxiety things that are making you feeling depressed experiencing depression there's lots that um, that I've got that are really there to help you on that self-healing journey. So I'm going to talk more about that with you, some of those things. Like, for example, I've created a whole range of inner child wound healings um, that you can just buy and work through at your own pace. And these are really, I mean, these are really potent and they're well worth doing especially if you're struggling with like persistent anxiety or fear in your life. You know, not everybody can afford to see a professional to get them to help them with this stuff. But that doesn't mean that you can't undertake that level of healing and see incredible transformations in your life. Um, I've got a a self-healing membership and there's one lady that joined the membership and she blew my mind. She couldn't afford to work with me. She had tocophobia and depression and she wasn't able to leave the house at all. She said she was curled up in the fetal position, just crying, couldn't leave the house. And she thought that was it. She called those her dark, dark days. And within two months, she was able to turn her life around. She healed her depression and her tocophobia all on her own using the things in my membership. I mean, it completely blew my mind. So I'm in the middle of tracking her down right now so that we can have a conversation about that because that's truly inspirational. Because I think if more of us could be healing ourselves of these conditions that are really debilitating and holding us back, then imagine what a great place the world can be if we could all be bringing about that kind of personal transformation. So I want to really dive into these wounds that we're experiencing, these these wounds, these traumas, the things that we have as women and as mothers and how they affect us on this journey. You know, le- let me just quickly mention the judgment wound, for example, and how many of you experience judgment. I know I was working with a lady recently um, who, on her docophobia recovery journey, and she was like, the judgment, you know, she was just so worried about how other, her friends would judge her for becoming pregnant because they're not, they're not wanting that at the moment. So whether she would lose those friendship circles. And then she was talking about how, She's worried about, you know, the judgment that she might then receive be like judged on depending on the kind of birth that she wants, whether it's vaginal birth or C-section. And, and how there's so much judgment around all these various decisions that we make throughout the whole of this journey, throughout pregnancy, birth, and then into motherhood. It's it's fraught with judgment and the people-pleasing stuff. And I want to dive into that because we don't need to be doing that. We don't need to be worrying about this stuff. We need to be doing what's right for, you, for us and our family and our children. And that's going to be different for everybody. So we don't need to be pandering to these, these wounds, right? So I want to dive into these wounds that we're, we're struggling with. And look at the traumas that are affecting us on this journey that we have. I mean, there, we talk a lot, you know, when you listen to a lot of birth and pregnancy podcasts, you will hear a lot about birth trauma. And that's a really obvious place to start when we talk about trauma that affects us on this journey to motherhood, but. Through the trauma healing that I'm doing with my clients, I'm realizing the extent to which there's so many hidden traumas, hidden wounds that we really don't know about, that we've experienced. And a lot of these are micro-traumas. These are small events that you wouldn't you won't even remember, that happened when you're four or five, and that you've they've just sort of merged into all these other experiences you had in your life that haven't really stood out. But they gathered, they've sort of, it's like sand on their own. A grain of sand is nothing. But, you know, if you fill a bag of sand, it's pretty heavy. And it's quite unpleasant, you know, to be carrying that kind of thing around. Very itchy in in your clothes. (laughs) Very unpleasant, right, if you get sand caught up in places. So these wounds, even though they're tiny, they can really create quite a rub. A lot of resistance. They can be the source of phobia and fear. And a lot of these can be very unexpected in nature. Um, I've got a really good episode for you coming up about about the kind of traumas that can be behind tocophobia, uh, but also body image issues and how those interplay on the pregnancy journey. So this this conversation about traumas and hidden wounds, I think, can really be helpful to understand what some of those wounds can be that, that you can start maybe peeking at, having a better understanding of. To help you to, to be this fearless woman who can do whatever she wants and and you know just be empowered and be strong and live the life that you want for yourself and your family. Um so yeah, so I'm gonna be diving into all of that in a lot more depth, because this is the stuff that really gets me going. As you can tell, I hope. Um, I touch a lot of this. I, I go into a lot of this on my other podcast, the Head Trash Show podcast. Um, but I really want to bring a lot of that to this podcast as well, because I've noticed how much of this plays out in the pregnancy, birth and motherhood journey, that I really want to share this with you. So, um, so yeah. And I also want to talk about the spiritual aspect of this journey to motherhood, because this has been such a huge aspect for me, and I don't think I really talked about it that much before on the podcast. I think because this was very, you know, when I did the podcast before, it's very, very early in my own motherhood journey. Um, My first episodes were recorded. I think my my second daughter was she was breastfeeding. I was bre- I was in the first eight weeks of of birth. You know, she was a brand new tiny little squidgy thing when I was recording my first episodes. Um, and so I was still in the throes of getting to grips with motherhood. Um, and I, I think <laughs> I still am. Don't get me wrong. I haven't, I'm not like I've nailed it in any way at all. Um, so but this healing journey, I've never stopped that healing journey. You know, I, I, it was my tocophobia that brought me to the healing table. It forced me to do my healing. And that healing that I did, I, I've not stopped. I've continued. And the more that I've healed, the more this has raised my own level of consciousness, that has made me more intuitive, that has really opened up the spiritual part of me that maybe wasn't as developed before, as open before. And the more conversations I'm having with women who are on a similar, who are on this motherhood journey, a lot of them are are talking about these same experiences. And so I just want to bring this one, this aspect of ourselves to the fore um, and how this spiritual aspect can really Help us to support us on this journey to motherhood. So, we're going to be diving into that as well. And finally, I'm going to be doing lots more stories with you because I know that you love the stories, right? So, I've got some tocophobia recovery success stories, some tocophobia success birth stories, and I've got some incredible life stories for women that have conquered their fears to give birth, but not just once, but several times. And, And then they're pursuing their life's calling they really have become fearless in every way as a result of clearing their fears for birth. And I want this to be an inspiration to you because I know that when there are some first-time mothers that might be listening to this show, maybe they're expecting their first baby and um, and, and then maybe the the idea of addressing fears or doing some of the healing work might not seem, doesn't seem too appealing, sounds like a lot of effort, not really sure. Maybe if I just go with the flow, go, you know, it'll be all right. Women have been doing this for years. I'm going to be fine. Well, maybe you'll be fine, but I would definitely urge you not to go with the flow as so many of the stories that I've got coming will kind of say that a lot of these women went with the flow first time round. It didn't quite work out. And that's why they kind of really knuckled down and, and did the work for the second birth because they did not want a repeat of their first birth. Um, and so, yes, the benefits of doing this, of preparing mentally and emotionally for your birth is, is really important. But it's not just for the birth. It's also for you as a person and for what lies beyond birth. And so some of the stories I've got to share with you are will illustrate that so you can really kind of have an understanding of, of the potential of the pregnancy journey and how it can impact you and your life. There's one story that just blows my mind. Um, and I, we, I think me and Susie, listen out for Susie's interview, pretty emotional the whole time she was talking. There's lots of sniffling and wiping of noses going on. But Susie was terrified of birth, absolutely terrified. So not only did she go on to have two babies herself, but she is now a surrogate and is on her second surrogate baby. I mean, Mind blown or what? So look out for that story. That's Susie's story coming up on the podcast. Um, so yeah, lots more life stories, real stories from women that have conquered their fears that I want those stories to be a true inspiration for you um, as you're facing this, the most momentous of journeys. Um, and, and and I also want to be sort of touching on some of the stories where a little bit unusual things that, you know, things that can enhance your journey to motherhood. And beyond that, maybe you might not have heard about. They're a little bit more unusual, a little bit different, um, that could really make a difference for you because you know it's not all happening in the mainstream. There's lots of really interesting stuff in the side streets, right? So let's 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 shine a light on those side streets. So um, so yeah, that's what you can expect to on the pod to hear on the podcast coming up. Now, um, I'm gonna dive now into talking about fear and how you can expect and prepare for a fear-free childbirth. Um, But before I do that, I just want to mention that I'm going to do some shout-outs at the end of the show for friends and fans of the show. So um, I want you to stick around for that and listen to the shout-outs at the end. So I now want to answer the question, how do we have a fear-free childbirth? So I think a really good place to start is to understand the nature of fear, and especially when it comes to birth and pregnancy. Um, the way I look at this is that there are two types of fear. The first one is, is mild or moderate fear. And, and a lot of these fears, I think that most women have, you know, up to 85% of women report experiencing fear around birth. So it's not unusual. In fact, it's very common. And most people, if you share that you have fear, We'll kind of go oh well yeah that's that's usual you know most women do but, it, but it'll go away well no it doesn't always go away sometimes it does go away but some people have very strong levels of fear or deep-rooted fears so I think it's worth understanding these different types of fear that exist uh, when it comes to childbirth and pregnancy because they're not I don't think they're typical, to be honest. I don't think it's the it's what you normally find. So let's dive into this then. So the mild or moderate fear, the one that I think that most women experience is, is really down to uh, not being informed or maybe being misinformed. It, it's basically fears of the unknown. When you think about your education and going to school and what you've learned about childbirth, what you've learned about pregnancy, it's probably very little. In fact, the only thing that you probably have been exposed to is a really nasty video of a woman giving birth, on her back, screaming in pain. And that's kind of set the level. And then that's just been reinforced through really poor depictions of childbirth in films and on soap operas and and all of that. So you, you grow up believing that birth is this incredibly painful and humiliating experience. that And and. and childbirth pain is the gold standard in pain you know everybody kind of compares their experience of pain to birth because it's it's considered to be the most painful experience on the planet so this is what women are facing and this is what sets the tone for fear now the the way that you get over these kinds of fear is simply through education and starting to become informed and so this is how you know, listening to podcasts like this one is really, really helpful because you start to educate yourself on what is actually going on, on the facts, and your fears start to drop away. You start to think, oh, I know what's going on now. I know what to expect. I don't need to fear this. So this, a lot of fear that people have is really this kind of, and these fears tend to be at that mild or moderate level, and that once you've Listen to loads of podcast episodes, read up on a few birth books, suddenly you feel a lot more comfortable with what awaits you. Now, once you've done all that, if you're still experiencing fear, then you have this next type of fear that I describe as being deep-rooted fears. Now, these are different because they will not be able to be shifted by just reading a book or listening to a podcast because. These are, like, like they sound, they are deep-rooted. And that means it's part of your conditioning. It's part of your behavior patterns. It's it's part of who you are. And so for you to change that part of you that that, that is arising from your subconscious, then that's where you need to go to do the change work. It's within the subconscious. So operating at a conscious level, i.e. reading, listening is not going to do the shifting. It's just not going to do the work. So typically, this requires maybe therapeutic intervention or using techniques that operate and create change at a subconscious level. Um, and, and really, when I call them deep-rooted fears, that they're, they're actually, in my experience at least, conflicts in our values. And it's the conflict that creates this rub that is the trigger for fear and anxiety. So let me just give you some examples so you know what I'm on about, right? So, so your desire for freedom, we live in a, a culture that values freedom and freedom of speech and all of that. And so we, we expect freedom. It's one of our collective values. And yet that comes up against this feeling of being trapped by the pregnancy journey or the birth experience or motherhood. And a sense of not having that freedom or choice being taken away, so there's conflict between freedom and these feelings of being trapped. It's that that creates the fear. It's that that creates the anxiety. Then you've got, for example, another one, very common, independence. So again, a collective value. So you want to be independent. You know, maybe you've lived your life up until now. You've got your, you know, you've earned your own money. You've got your own stuff. You've got your own car, your own house. You know, you are independent. Now you're facing a period of your life where you will be dependent on others for support. Other people are going to need to help you through this pregnancy experience, the birth experience, through motherhood. You know, to do all that stuff on your own is just, is is a big ask, okay? So you've got this, this conflict between your desire for independence, you value independence, and yet you will need to be dependent on others. You know, if you're not going to be working, then you're going to be dependent on your partner to continue earning the money so that you're able to maybe take time off work. But also you might you'll need support of other people around you, you know, so that you can get some sleep, so that you can do, do, you know, do function. Raising kids on your own is 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 a, is is a challenge, okay? But there's also the other part, which is you will now be dependent upon, you know, your children will depend on you. So where does that leave you and your desire for independence when you've got these these stragglers that, that require you to be there for them? You know, you can't go up and do what you want now, can you? Again, this this desire for freedom versus, oh my God, there are people that are relying on me now and I can't I don't have the freedom and choice to do what I want with my life. So all of these conflicts is is what's creating these these deep rooted anxieties and fears. And it, it we need to unpack all this and heal this conflict because that is what's going to heal the fear, right? So these deep-rooted fears, they don't necessarily show up as strong fears, but they're deep-rooted in the sense that they're going to be much more difficult to shift by just talking your way through it and rationalising your way through it, because that's, that's not how we heal those kind of conflicts, at least that's not in my experience. Um, and it can be done very quickly, with, with the work that I do, we do this very quickly. It doesn't need to take long. I suspect that if you had to talk your way through that and do it rationally, that that kind of change work would take a good, you know, a few weeks or months or, or whatever. And when you're pregnant, you just don't have that kind of time, right? Now, so let's sort of deep-rooted fears, let's park those now and then let's talk about the strong levels of fear, the phobias. Now, when you're having a strong level of fear, it's, it's very different to the deep-rooted. Deep-rooted can be strong, but it doesn't mean, you know, you could have a, a strong level of fear that isn't deep-rooted because there's a phobic response going on. And often when there's a strong level of fear or a phobic response going on, there's a the presence of trauma that is directly feeding this fear or the phobia that you're experiencing. Now, I dare say that we're all experiencing trauma on whatever level that we have not healed yet, that it's affecting us in lots of ways on this journey. Uh, and I'm going to be touching a lot more on this in other episodes, but I'm specifically talking to the traumas that have directly impacted how you feel about pregnancy, birth and motherhood. Those, So those specific traumas. So we're talking traumas around birth experiences and that might also be your own birth experience that you, you probably have no conscious recollection of, miscarriage experiences, and anything that you've had that's been sexual in nature, that is in the pelvic area, maybe you've had an, a, 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 something, a procedure in a hospital environment that didn't go brilliantly, that has left you feeling very vulnerable. So anything like that, that could be directly impacting how you feel about birth and pregnancy. That's the kind of stuff that is going to be feeding the strong fears and potentially making it a phobic response for you. Um, And so, you know, when you have a phobic response, what what does a phobic response look like compared to maybe just sort of strong levels of of fear? You know, when you have a phobic response, it's more, um, there's, there's strong avoidance going on. It can feel you know you 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 are desperately trying not to get pregnant. You don't want to be, yeah, you don't want it, but there's a part of you that also wants it. You know, there's this real conflict between wanting to be pregnant, wanting to have a baby, between not wanting it, because there's this deep-rooted strong phobic fear that's going on around around this idea of pregnancy and birth. Um And so when it comes to conquering your fears, you know, if you want to have that fear-free childhood, how do you deal with all of this? Well, an important first step is really to understand what's going on for you. You need to kind of break down the fear, strip it back into all its constituent parts so that you have an understanding of what those individual fears, anxieties and conflicts are for you. Now, for those of you that, aren't familiar with my work i've developed a process fear clearance method that i use to get over my tocophobia. and this is the process that i go through and i share the process i show you how to do it in both of my books fearless birthing and clear your head trash so you can go to both of those websites do a search for both of those on amazon and you will find the books and the process inside and you can start doing this right away it's a diy process but essentially the way that i go through this is i break the fear down into the constituent parts because when you talk about a fear of birth or a fear of pregnancy it's not you know you can't just say oh well i'm just going to clear my it's a fear of birth and it's a fear of pregnancy no it's it's so many more things than that it's lots of things that are underlying that are contributing to birth and pregnancy feeling like this challenge for you and so it's important to really strip back and to break down all of that into these, these individual conflicts. So for example, you know it might be that you need to work on your conflict between freedom and feeling trapped, or independence and being dependent. That's the kind of thing that I'm talking about, because it's that that is creating the fear. As women, we have this life moment, this transitionary event that is forcing us to confront our fears. You know, guys don't have to go through this. They can kind of never ever confront their fears and their conflicts because they don't have to face this kind of event. And so we're lucky in that respect. You know, there are some women that feel that pregnancy and birth is is a burden for us to bear. And that may be the case because it's, it's not always an easy process to live through. But my goodness, it comes packed with opportunity for healing and to um, find yourself and define yourself and to empower yourself. And it's rich for all of that. And so when, depending on what you're facing as part of your pregnancy journey, your birth journey, contemplating parenthood, you know, for the stage where you you think you might want to start planning for a family, but now you're getting all a bit panicky over it. Well, these feelings that you're, you're being presented with are gifts. They're opportunities for you to dig, to understand why you're feeling that way. And to heal it. Once you heal it, you can overcome all this. And crack on with doing the thing that you want to do, which might be to have a super huge, large, lovely family, right? Um, Then you're in a position of choice. When we're phobic, when we have strong levels of fear, that choice isn't there because we make our choices to avoid the thing that we fear. So many women with strong levels of fear will avoid thinking about it, avoid sex, avoid... Just avoid looking at pictures, avoid conversations about pregnancy and birth. There'll be a total avoidance. And if they end up getting pregnant, then they're going to avoid the the, the, uh, potential for vaginal birth because that could be too terrifying for them. So they're going to take themselves down the C-section route. C-sections, I have no preference or judgment on either. We we choose the birth that's right for us. But many women do choose C-sections because they're fearful of what vaginal birth entails. And so, C-section represents more certainty for them because they can pick a date. They think, well, it's going to hurt, but at least I, I, I can I can know what to expect with a C-section. I'm kind of it, it's a, it's a known quantity, whereas vaginal birth is this huge unknown. I mean, it might be really quick, it might be really fast, it might be really slow, it might be it might not hurt at all, but it might be really awful, and then end up in a C-section anyway. You know, there's this huge range of unknown around a vaginal birth that the C-section doesn't quite have, and so those that fear change, those that fear the unknown, will often choose a C-section because that feels more comfortable for them. So um, when you're looking at the, the how you feel about birth and how you feel about pregnancy, it's really encouraging you to start thinking about what those individual things are, you know, so that you can break it down. When I work with my clients to, you know, I've been working now with uh, women to help them overcome tocophobia for over eight years. So I'm very familiar with what these fears are, and um, it's almost predictable what those fears are going to be, what the things that we need to work on together, what we need to clear using the process I've developed, head trash clearance, it's predictable. And um, and I'm going to share with what some of those things are with you, because, you know, if you, you might think, oh, well, what are they? Tell me, Lex, tell me, I want to, I want to clear this stuff. Well, sure, I'll tell you. Losing control, huge. Uh, a fear of losing control or not being in control that's a massive level of fear. This this feeds into all sorts of things that show up for people. This fear of being trapped, which I mentioned already, the loss of freedom, loss of choice, fear of change, which I've touched on already. And that's not just, I mean, change is a big, big thing. I could do a whole podcast on change alone, but we're talking life changes. We're talking relationship changes. We're talking body changes. And, And these body changes, sometimes they're tied into body image issues. I've got a whole episode on that coming up as well, because that can be a very big deal for those that are wrestling with body image issues. Fear of death, um, which is very close to kind of fear of complications and things going wrong. Then there's medical fears in there as well. Um, You know, injections and medical procedures and hospital environments. All of those carry different levels of fear as well. So so these are just some of the fears that I see time and time again. Um, And what's really interesting, actually, is that most of the fears that we work on aren't necessarily birth-related. So you might go, well, what what do I mean by that? So, for example, one common fear that a lot of women have is fear of tearing. Well, um, when we kind of break it down and and clear all the conflicts and the anxieties, then the fear of tearing kind of falls away. That's not really a thing, because actually it's it's symptomatic of of a conflict that's going on. Um, So most of the fears that are really contributing to how you might be feeling about pregnancy and childbirth are human fears. They're going to be fears that that everybody, all humans experience, you know, fear of change, not being in control, fear of loss of freedom. These are things that everyone wrestles with. But as you're facing this journey, you're being forced to confront it. And that's the bit that's causing the problems, potentially, if you're experiencing high levels of fear. So I would encourage you to simply just start jotting some of these things down and compiling your own fear clearance list. This is exactly the process I go through with my clients. So When we start working together, they they fill out this form where I I kind of ask loads of questions because I'm super nosy. But it's really helpful because it helps me to break this down for them. And then I come up with our own fear clearance list. And this list typically um, ranges from, I don't know, 10 or 15, if you've got like a low level, moderate levels of fear, up to 40 items on the list. So women with tocophobia typically have 30, 40, 50 items if they've got anxiety if you you know, wrestling with anxiety as well, it could hit 50, 60 items, which you're thinking, wow, Lex, that sounds like a lot. Well, yes, it is. But phobias and anxiety, these are big, meaty mental health conditions, you know, and that there's lots of things that contribute to them being a thing. So we map it all out, we create a list, and then my clients, they just work through and clear them one by one. Now, if you want to do this, I've made this super easy for you. And I went through recently, I went through all of my client notes and I identified all the common things that women who have tachyphobia or strong levels of fear around childbirth, I wrote down the definitive list, right? This this list, it's got 30 items on it. And I would say, if you're struggling with strong levels of fear around birth, that your stuff's going to be on this list. This list would probably cater for 80% of women, I think, Um, because the other 20% is all very unique. It's going to be down to if we have had traumatic experiences or what our own life experience has been so so it's not a list that is going to be get 100 results with everybody but it's gonna it's gonna you know help you move the needle in a massive way and i've you can now buy this list off me with all the fear clearance scripts and you can just crack on on your own you don't need to read my book you don't have to learn my method you just have to be able to read english if you can read english and you want to clear your fears and you want to work through a to-do list that to-do list is available for you to buy on the website. So just go to the Fear Free Childbirth shop and just look for the Pregnancy and Birth Fear Clearance Pack. There are two types. There's the Top 10 Pack and the Top 30 Pack. And the Top 30 Pack is those for lot with people with lots of fears and the Top 10 Pack is those for those with mild fears. So that would be a really good place for you to start. And a lot of the things I've talked about here are included in those packs. So you, can really, you can start right now and clearing some of your fears because that is what's required to get rid of your fear of childbirth and pregnancy. And actually, a lot of these fears, you know, when I talk about the fear of losing control, well, that is not, that's not just a birth fear. That, that is a human fear, as I mentioned. And so when you're a parent and your kids are like, there's chaos in the house and nothing is where it should be, they've just emptied the Lego box all over the floor, Dinner is late because you've burnt everything because you were too busy getting distracted by something else. The dog has just knocked over the vase or whatever. You know, suddenly you've lost total control in the house and it's a total mess. And you're trapped there because nobody's around to help you. Your other half's not going to get back for another hour because he's caught in traffic. And so all of your triggers are suddenly being pushed on all sides. If you've healed that before the baby has arrived, then that kind of situation you'll be able to handle much more easily. Whereas if you've got that stuff going on into parenthood, then the parenting journey could be a lot more dicey and a lot more challenging for you. So doing this kind of healing work before babies arrive is highly recommended. (laughs) So I would, and this takes me to my next question, which is, you know, a lot of people say, if I've got fears of birth or pregnancy, when should I address my fears? Should I do it before I get pregnant or should I, can I just leave it to pregnancy? I would recommend that if you have any anxieties or any fears whatsoever to address those as soon as possible. Like why why wait? Why sit with fear? Why sit with high levels of anxiety? Because it's it's sapping your your it's getting in the way of you enjoying life. And so my position will always be if you've if you've identified something that is making you feel unhappy or uncomfortable or fearful, Get rid of it as soon as possible. Why why hold on to that? You're worth it. You're worth having a life that is enjoyable, where you're happy. So for me, the idea of carrying around our anxieties and our fears longer than we need to feels really odd to me. Like The minute I identify a fear or an anxiety, I'm like, right, got to get rid of that. That's got to go. That's getting in the way of me being happy and, 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 and an awesome person. And for myself, my family, for, for you know, for my life, th- th- I'm not gonna let this get in my way. So I just want to get rid of it. So I would always encourage you that if you are aware of fears and anxieties around this journey that you're facing, the journey that you want to embark on, to address that sooner rather than later. And another reason why I think you should do that is because sometimes it might take you longer than you think. But also when you're pregnant, you're you're you, you you're on a timeline. You know, there's a due date arriving, and yes, due dates are very flexible, it's a due month, but nevertheless, it's heading your way, and it might be earlier than you think if you have a baby that wants to turn up early. So you have pressure that might get in the way of you being able to really kind of immerse yourself in that kind of change work that's needed. So this is another reason why I think you should just get all this stuff done while you've got the time and the space in your life to think about this stuff, so that when you get pregnant... You're able to enjoy it from the get-go. That if new fears have come to you while you're pregnant, then you can work on those and you know what you're doing. You, you're familiar with the tools. You've found out the things that can help you. You've got the tools and resources available to you. You're not straggling around last minute going, oh my God, I've got six weeks till the due date and I'm still feeling, ah," uh, and I haven't done my yoga and I haven't, uh, 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 and you're in this panic zone, which is not good for you. It's not good for the baby. Give yourself the time to do What's going to help you enormously um, to prepare for the pregnancy journey, but also for the birth journey? So, I'm going to wrap up there because um, I think that's enough for today. So, I promised I was going to do some shout outs with you before the end of the show. So, shout outs are I really want to give a big shout out to all the people that are still listening to the show, even though I've been on a pause for so long. Uh, i'm talking to you susie i'm talking to you jennifer also i want to give a shout out to uh, mandy reese for buying me and my team a coffee so yes you can now support the podcast and buy me and my team a drink if you want you can just go to um, support the show page head over to fearfreechildbirth.com forward slash support the show and you can buy us a drink you can buy us a monthly drink um, at the moment, people on my team, I've got Emma, I've got Eds, I've got Cheyenne, I've got Mariano and it's together we come together to help make this podcast possible. So, you know, if you want to show support for the show, then, you know, you can head over to the support the show page and buy a sibling and we will be very much appreciated and you are guaranteed a shout out in future episodes. Thank you to those that are following, uh, you know, following my work and uh, continue to listen to the podcast. And I really want to bring more brilliant shows for you, more brilliant interviews, more brilliant stories to inspire you and empower you on this journey through Pregnancy, birth, motherhood, and beyond. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I will see you next time here on the Fear Free Childbirth Show. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Fear Free Childbirth podcast with me, Alexia Leachman. Fear Free Childbirth is the online destination for women seeking to take the fear out of pregnancy, birth, and beyond with fear clearance meditations, self healing products and courses, professional training, and specialist programs for overcoming tocophobia. And if you've enjoyed this episode, then check out the Fear Free Childbirth Mama Ship. It's a bit like Netflix, where you can binge on a boatload more Fear Free Childbirth content to inspire you on the journey to motherhood and beyond. More interviews, more birth stories, more expert wisdom. Visit fearfreechildbirth.com to find out more.